When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the NBA Finals features the best team in the West against the eighth-ranked team in the East. And on paper, Denver against the plain survivor Miami is a landslide. But the NBA Finals aren't played on paper, and the Nuggets' first Finals appearance is something of a foray into the unknown. Game one is just a few moments away at Denver's Ball Arena. ESPN's Kane Pittman is there, and he joins us this morning from Colorado. Kane, hello. It's all come down to this. It has, and I think last time we spoke uh, during the Denver and LA series, I'm not sure whether we thought that Miami was going to be the other <laughs> team in the series, but in, in me included, I think they've proved a lot of people wrong along the way so far. How's the city over there? So four major sports, I think, uh, I hope I haven't left anyone out there in Denver. So the Broncos, the Rockies, the Avalanche, but I'd imagine they've wrapped their collective arms around the Nuggets, Kane. Yeah, they have, and it's obviously historic the first time that they've reached the NBA Finals, and I think you've really sensed it over the last few days. We've been here uh, for about 48 hours now, and uh, I mentioned the amount of media at the Conference Finals, but we had media day yesterday. There is hundreds of people that are coming in. The players are cycling through uh, their interviews 24 hours out from Game 1, so the city is definitely going a uh, a little bit crazy here, and I think the businesses are doing well, I'll say that. Yep. So the path to get here, Kane, I mean, the Heat beat Chicago, but then shocked the Bucks and the Celtics. The Nuggets overpowered, you know, Durant and Booker in Phoenix and then LeBron and Davis in LA. What, what do we make of the respective run-ins? Well, the Nuggets as a number one seed, I, I guess you could say we're expected to be in this point. They certainly believe that. As far as Miami goes, they've taken down the one and the two seed, as you referenced, and they have been the big surprise. And really, this is a historic run. Uh, to this point. But the similarity these two teams do have is the fact that they've never trailed in a series yet uh, in the 2023 playoffs. And the loser tonight is going to be in that scenario. And they've come into game one with very different preparations. Miami had to go to seven games against Boston. That game was only uh, three days ago, whereas the Nuggets have been here at home in the altitude for the last nine days and getting themselves ready to go. So that is a big question mark. Is it better for the Heat to come in having played uh, this tough series and the Nuggets may be a little bit underprepared uh, after having such a long layoff. So really, that is the big talking point leading into game one. But so far, both of these teams have played from the front. So what does a team like the Nuggets do with a, basically a week and a half off to sit on their hands? I mean, is that, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, I sat down with Nuggets guard Contavious Coldwell-Pope yesterday and asked him that. And even if you think back to the All-Star break during the regular season, these guys might get seven days off. So this is really the longest break you could possibly have at any stage in the season outside of of when it's all done and dusted. So uh, he said himself, I mean, they were going through some hard five-on-five scrimmages. They weren't even really able to do a lot of video. They watched this series between Miami and Boston intently. And it was when that series got to about game six, they started doing video for both teams and preparing for either option there once it got to elimination stage. But look, he said that it has been a little bit strange. He just tries to keep himself focused, not get too worked up. 
but I, I think even for the players themselves, this is a situation they've never been in. Yeah, it's a long time to think about it, isn't it? And there, I guess there's been a narrative in some quarters anyway, Kane, that maybe this wasn't the final series that the NBA wanted or some wanted. But the thing about it is that you've got Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler chasing that ring. So the superstars in either corner, now how much depends on which one can impose themselves on this series the most? Well, if we base on what we've seen throughout the season, uh, I think that the Nuggets, when you look at their role players, the way they've played in combination with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, your two all-star caliber players, it feels like the Nuggets have more firepower. Jimmy Butler so far in game ones in the postseason, 35 points against Milwaukee, 25 points and 11 rebounds against the Knicks, then 35 points, seven assists and six steals against Boston. He's been massive and he has been the reason the Heat have been able to get off to these quick starts. And it does feel like he is going to have to shoulder, again, just an absolutely monumental load for the Miami Heat to get over the top uh, of this Nuggets team. So uh, both of those players, whether it's Jokic or Butler, are going to have to be close to their best. But it feels on paper, and again, I've been wrong. Everyone's been wrong throughout Mm -hmm. this postseason, but it feels like the Nuggets have a little bit more firepower. So you might say that more pressure is on Jimmy Butler to carry this Miami Heat team. Kane, just on Jokic, to be honest, he was ridiculously unstoppable at times against LA. Is there an obvious matchup for him? Not really, but it is going to be Bam Adebayo uh, for the Heat. And the Heat head coach, Eric Spolster, at Media Day yesterday referenced the fact that they're going to have to lean on Cody Zeller coming off the bench. Kevin Love might have to spend some time there as well. And, and particularly when it comes to Love and Zeller, they fell out of the rotation late in the series against Boston as Miami went a little bit smaller. But in his words, it's going to be all hands on deck for this series. They're going to need every one of those big bodies because another trouble, a troubling aspect for this Miami Heat team is if Bam Adebayo is forced to defend the majority of the 48 minutes on Jokic and can't stay out of foul trouble, then that is going to be a major storyline across this series as well. And, and the tactical battle, Kane, I mean, what are the way the two clubs play? What will each try to impose on the other? Yeah, it'll be fascinating with Miami because there's been so much talk about how much zone defense they use. This isn't necessarily common across the NBA, but Miami go to the zone more than any other team in the league. And when you are trying to stop a guy like Jokic and maybe not stop, slow him down, one of the big question marks is, uh, does Miami try and force Jokic to be a scorer rather than a facilitator? And maybe there is some school of thought that that might be the best way to go about this. So if you, if you go to the zone, you stay at home on those shooters, try and get Jokic to, to become an aggressive scorer, which isn't necessarily his first go-to. He likes to get everyone involved. He likes to bring KCP and Aaron Gordon and Porter Jr., uh, these role players, into the game. And that's why the Nuggets offense has been the number one in the postseason so far. So yeah, one of the big things I'm looking at is Jokic aggressively looking to score or is he able to still dictate terms on offense? Because as you pointed to, Sam, I mean, he, he absolutely destroyed the Lakers for the, the, the length of those four games. And do you see the pressure, Kane, of the final series bringing either undone? I mean, I, I suppose you've got to generalize. You've got a group of unheralded, low-profile players at the Heat who've just kept stepping up. I mean, I'm not sure if this has been discussed, but can the bright lights potentially shrink them in the moment? Well, it's going to be interesting because it's always hard to to determine where the pressure is felt. But this Miami team has been so mentally strong right throughout this postseason. They've been the underdog and they're thriving on being the underdog. And really, they have got to this finals. And for I can sit back and say that this is historic. They should they should feel great about where they're at. Um, but they certainly don't. So are they feeling pressure to go and finish the job? They certainly want to. But if you're Denver 
you are. I don't know what could happen in the in the future of the game that you could get a better opportunity to win your first ever NBA title when you have an eight seed. And Miami hasn't played like an eight seed throughout this postseason. But this has only happened one other time in the history of the league, and it was in 1999, and that was a lockout shortened team. So it wasn't a true indication of what the New York New York Knicks did in that season. So uh, I do wonder with the nine days off, if you're a Nuggets player. Uh, it would be hard not to think about mm. what is in front of you and then when you get the heat and not think that that title is so close within your grasp, particularly with home court. And help me out, I think the other thing with Denver is they've been shooting the lights out, haven't they? I mean, so there's a question, you know, can it continue? I mean, some subscribe to the theory that, you know, purple patches like this just simply can't simply can't last. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Everyone looks at the NBA playoff series and they think seven games is a long time, but any individual NBA playoff series is a small sample. And if you go cold at the wrong time across two or three games, that can cost you the series. So there is going to be a lot of elements of that. And when we spoke about Jokic, the facilitator, a lot of the times he's getting those guys open looks from three and then the responsibilities on the role player to knock down those shots. So, look, you're absolutely right. Miami's been sizzling from the outside as well. Both of these, those, these two teams have had success from out there. Uh, yeah, this is, this is not the time to go cold because it can get out of hand pretty quickly. And before we leave you, Kane, what are the two men who are going to be prowling the sideline? Eric Spolster, of course, at Miami, and Michael Malone over at Denver. Yeah, well, Spolster, I mean, uh, Spolster is widely regarded as, as one of the best, if not the best coach in the league right now. But I think it's been fascinating to see Michael Malone and the way he's gone through this postseason with the media, particularly in the last few weeks, in a, in a really, really combative nature. Even yesterday at media day, giving a hell of a lot of respect to Miami, but he was still talking about Nikola Jokic perhaps not getting enough attention and this Nuggets team going under <laughs> the radar. Um, so as a number one seed, the Nuggets certainly don't feel, well, they're certainly publicly saying they don't feel like they've got enough respect through this postseason, but... Um, yeah, two of, two of the more interesting coaches in the league. Well, the final countdown to game one of the NBA finals has been brought to us by ESPN's Kane Pittman. Kane, great to have you on again. Really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights this morning. Obviously, goes without saying, enjoy it there at Ball Arena. No, anytime, Sam. Thanks, mate. Kane Pittman there. And you can see every game of the NBA finals live on ESPN.